Welcome to the Precious Stones Women and Girls Ministry Podcast. My name is Grace and I'll be hosting you today. So over the past few weeks, we've been learning about the virtues displayed, displayed by the Proverbs 31 women. And one of these virtues um, is that of strength and honor. So the lesson outlines how a precious stone is a woman of strength in all areas of life, which includes the body, physical health, it also includes your soul, mind and character, and also includes your spirit and materially. So in this section, we want to talk a bit about strength spiritually and to help me unpack this topic in a very, in a very real way. Uh, we are blessed to have Dr. Latina Jorinyama over the phone with me. Dr. Latina is a founder of the Interdenominational Women of Faith Ministry, which is based in the United States. Um, the Interdenominational and uh, the Interdenominational Women of Faith Ministry is a ministry that is affiliated and uh, partnered with the Precious Stones Ministry. Welcome, Dr. Latina. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Most welcome. So. We'll get straight into um, the topic of spiritual strength. And to kickstart, um, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? We would like to know who you are. Who is Dr. Latina Jerinyama? Yes, um, I am, first of all, I am a child of God. Um, I got born again uh, when I was 18, a teenager in Zimbabwe. And I'm very grateful for the Lord for picking me when I was young. I am married uh, to a man of God, uh, Dr. Peter Jeranyama, married with uh, three children, uh, all of them that are teenagers and up. Uh, and I'm also a, a professor at a university in Massachusetts in the USA. I'm also a pastor, uh, pastor together with my husband, a church here in Boston, Massachusetts. And I'm also the president of the Interdenominational Women of Faith that you just mentioned. Uh, but above all, I'm a child of God. Wow, thank you so much. Um, that, to be honest, that's a very loaded profile. And um, it gets me thinking, how did you manage to achieve spiritual growth with all of these portfolios and roles in your life? What is your secret? Really, there is no secret. The secret is uh, in the Word of God uh, that says Matthew 6.33, that says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you so really having priorities that keep god first okay so this is what throughout my life i didn't start where i am now mm -hmm. but i take the word of god seriously and try to practice it and apply that scripture and surely god is faithful to his word um uh, I think I have managed to be where I am today mm -hmm. by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. That's so encouraging. So you said you didn't start where you are now. Where did you start? Mm -hmm. 
basically I started in Zimbabwe when I was a teenager. Okay. Um, I, I think uh, in, in the family of God Church with Dr. R.I.F. Wutaunashe, okay. who is uh, the founder of the Precious Stones. Um, we were taught, you know, practical principles of mm -hmm. the word. Okay. Like, for example, I could give you like a, when the word is being, being spoken in church, mm -hmm. you take notes. Okay. You take what the scriptures are. You write them down, but mm -hmm. not just to write them down. Mm -hmm. When you go home, you go back, you open those scriptures, mm -hmm. you study them. Okay. Not only just to study for your mind, mm -hmm. but you try to apply them in your life. Uh, so I started there uh, in that ministry. And one of the things that people don't know about me is that I started a church in Zimbabwe at a very early age. Okay. Um, you know, people used to go, you know, during college holidays, mm. they would go to the rural towns and you, you do temporal teaching there. Mm. And I went and, uh, and we were taught to always witness, to always tell others about Christ. Mm -hmm. So I gathered people in that town and the thing started growing and then it became a group that met regularly. And then I called the pastors in Bulawayo, mm -hmm. they did a crusade mm -hmm. and that church has grown. It, it, it had grown such that it has other branches. So, but my real change of where I saw the change in my life mm -hmm. or, um, at that age was when I received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For me, the receiving that gift, it was not, it was an encounter. What do I mean by an encounter? It's just like um, when Paul uh, was visited by Jesus on the road to Damascus, mm -hmm. uh, he encountered the Lord. And that experience that I had mm -hmm. when I was a teenager, when mm -hmm. I got filled with the Holy Spirit, has taken me over all these years because uh, for me being baptized was not a, a, a thing where I spoke in tongues. I didn't even speak in tongues when I was being prayed for. It happened when I was at home. Wow. And for three days I was slain in the spirit and the presence of God was so heavy. Mm. And so that experience, I could talk about it later, really was a divine encounter. When I think about it, it changed my life. After that, mm. all I wanted was to read the word, mm -hmm. was to be among believers, mm -hmm. uh, was to just be around the things of God. I used to be as a teenager, I used to do maybe two major things in my life was mm -hmm. to study in school to do well mm -hmm. and secondly was to be involved in my Christian activities as much as I could. Mm -hmm. So in that way my focus was on the things of God and not the things of the world. Wow, that's quite encouraging. Thank you. So how have you managed to successfully sustain a life of prayer? So you're talking from your teen years to where you are, I assume it's more than 20 years in between? Yes, more than 30 years. More than 30, <laughs> even better. So how have you managed to successfully sustain a life of prayer? Yes, that's a very good question. As a Christian, uh, prayer is such an important thing. That is why 
the disciples of Jesus. They saw Jesus doing many things. They saw him raising the dead. They saw him healing the sick. They saw him uh, opening blind eyes. But in in the book of, I think it's Luke chapter 6, it says that they asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. Out of all, they didn't ask him, teach us how to perform miracles. But they asked, teach us how to pray. So as a Christian, it is very important to develop a life of prayer. What do I mean by that? I mean that it has to be a lifestyle. Mm. You see, mm-hmm. I am challenged Muslims pray five times a day. Okay. And Jesus commanded us that we should pray always. Men ought always to pray and not faint. So mm. it, it, how did I manage to sustain a life of prayer? I pray every day about everything. Okay. Okay. And sometimes I don't have to be in a quiet place kneeling. Mm-hmm. We can be standing somewhere mm-hmm. and I'm praying. These days it's even easier because you can be on your phone okay. if you are afraid of people seeing and you you because prayer is actually talking to God. Mm-hmm. So really I can take my phone and I'm walking on campus at the university and I'm praying. Okay. okay. So I am praying always. I'm cooking, I could be praying. Mm. Uh, so it's important. So in that Luke 11, sorry, I said Luke, 6, Luke 11, verse 1, mm-hmm. Jesus then taught them how to pray. Okay. So which means prayer, learning how to pray and sustaining a prayer life can be taught. Mm-hmm. You can be taught how to pray because there are all different kinds of prayer. So it is important to find a mentor. It is important. It could be a pastor. It could be a leader in your fellowship group who can to help you with the learning and practicing how to pray. Mm. Because there are all different kinds of prayers. There are prayers that we pray when we're in spiritual warfare. There are prayers that we pray when we have a need, like the prayer of Hannah. Mm. She needed a son. You know, they are pray, praying in the spirit uh, in Ephesians, which tells us that there are all kinds of prayers. So you can be taught, you can learn how to pray. You can also, uh, you know, uh, look at different books, you know, uh, that teach about prayer. Okay. So how do I sustain my life of prayer? I have a schedule. Okay. You know, I have a, 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 a to-do list in a day. Okay. There are some things that I call negotiables and non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. Prayer is a non-negotiable. No matter how busy I am, okay. I have to find time to pray. I have to give time to pray. Sometimes, you know, I'm teaching at the university mm-hmm. and I, I'm actually praying and maybe a student asks me a question that I'm not able to answer. Mm-hmm. Inside of me, I'm like, Holy Spirit, help me. Give me wisdom. Mm. So, but I also have a quiet time. I have developed a quiet time. This is a special time when it is not when we are together with other believers. Look at your schedule, you know. How is your schedule? When can your prayer time, that if you, you know, your quiet time is like an appointment with somebody. When mm-hmm. I have an appointment with my boss at work at nine, I 
have to be there because my boss will be there. Okay. So a quiet time, you have an appointment with the heaven there. So I've developed my quiet time. I know my schedule. I, I started small, uh, Sister Grace, I started small with 30 minutes, you know. Okay. And the thing is, be consistent. When you start with 30 minutes, maybe on Monday, your 30 minutes is at that time. On Tuesday, your 30 minutes is at that time. But the thing is, be consistent every mm -hmm. day. Okay. And it developed to one hour. It developed to two hours. It developed to three hours, four hours. I can go on five hours. Okay. It can be an enjoyable time. Mm. And when you are praying, what, it doesn't mean that you are talking all the time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to be still and be quiet and say, Father, here I am. I'm your daughter. Teach me what what is it that you want or what you are teaching me in the word. Mm. And, and be still and listen. Okay. Sometimes we talk a lot, but there's a time that you just need to be still and, and, and hear God talking to you. Just be still for some time and focus your mind. Don't focus your mind on the things around. No distraction. Mm. It's you and the Father. Okay. So I sustain that kind of life. But you can also be taught, as I said, and get a, a mentor that can teach you more about prayer. Wow, that's lovely. Quite encouraging there. Um, so what advice can you give to the woman out there who would like to grow spiritually? Where do they start from and what can they do? Yes, I think one of the things is to become, you can grow spiritually by uh, fellowshipping, by attending a fellowship like the Christian Stones or in your church regularly. Because in such groups, the word of God is held. You are taught the things of God, even in your church where you are planted um, to grow spiritually. You know, you don't have to be alone. Uh, you have to also become part of a Bible-believing group or a church that will sharpen you because it says iron sharpens iron. Okay. So it is important that you are among other Christians, you are among other friends, because even in the world, you say best of the same, same company uh, stay together. Uh, you should be among people that also desire spiritual things and spiritual growth. So my advice, number one, is to find a fellowship group okay. that will help you grow spiritually. And also look for a mentor. Maybe the, some of these things also, Ask God to lead you. How? In prayer. God, I want to grow spiritually. Where should I go? Where do you want me to be planted? Because we are planted in a church or in a fellowship doing the things of God, where the word of God is exalted. So pray about all these things because God really answers prayer. Mm -hmm. I have experienced that when I came here in the U.S., my church that I used to go go, go to in, in Zimbabwe was not here. I found myself lost. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I found myself dying spiritually. I said, this is not me. Mm. And I started praying about it. God, I'm losing. I, I was losing my touch. Okay. And I had that bone. Mm. Uh, because 
the ch- where I was going, not that I'm criticizing, but where I was going, it was completely different. I desired, you know, at home we used to have all night prayer meetings. We used to have camp meetings, conferences. Uh, it, I was really dying and I prayed about it. And to God be the glory, God really answered my prayer and I got connected with what I am I'm, I'm telling you uh, because uh, it is very important. Wow. Thank you for that. Um, let's talk a bit about your experience migrating to the United States. Um, when did you migrate to the United States? I came to the United States in 1993. 1993. To be honest, at that point, uh-huh. I think um, I was still very much in primary. <laughs> I was, yeah. <laughs> so that's ages ago. But as you have said, um, what advice could you give to someone who has recently migrated or they've settled but are struggling to find an environment that supports their development and growth spiritually? Because I think this is a real issue for a lot of immigrants, for a lot of people who move into the different communities. They find it so different to where they are from and they don't find uh, people around them that can encourage them spiritually. So what advice can you give to such women? I think, first of all, the advice that I have is continue your relationship with God. Okay. Don't lose touch because Mm. Christianity is about relationship. Amen. Continue what you used to do when you're back home. Amen. You know, church it starts with you in your home. You know, I started developing uh, uh, prayer meetings in my own home with my own kids. Mm. Prayer meetings, with, you know, starting the word with my husband, with my children. We share the word once a week. We would meet and, and, and study the word and involve the kids as well. But also, as I said, pray about where should I fellowship. Mm. And and also, if you still have connections with where you were, listen, I was very happy to hear that you have a podcast, podcast that you are doing as Precious Stone. There are some really good podcasts uh, that you could listen to on a daily spirit, on a daily basis so that you can feed your spirit because your spirit needs to be fed by the word just like you eat you know bread and you eat every day your spirit needs to be fed Mm. so don't allow yourself even before you uh, find a a, a bible believing church or a a, a fellowship that you can fellowship in don't allow yourself like i did don't do the mistakes that i did um continue to you know, to to feed your spirit these days with technology. Mm. You know, uh, you know, n- n- not everyone that, that out there is good, but God will direct you because the Bible says, you know, my sheep, uh, they are they, they are led by the Spirit of God. God will lead you in the right path. So start praying about Lord. I want to be planted in a church. Uh, I want to be a part of a fellowship group, show me which one should I go to? Which one have you assigned? Because you're coming to that place. You know, for me, I thought I was coming to the United States of America to accompany my husband who was doing his graduate work. But God has had other plans. 
Mm. You know, <laughs> I didn't know that while we were coming here, even to start to do the work of God. Amen. So God has brought you there in this new environment. He has a plan. He has a purpose that is linked to His kingdom. So pray about all these things that God will lead you to the right church, the right shepherd. But in the meantime, when you are doing that, do your research as well and be praying and asking God to direct you. Amen. The Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, your last words on the issue of spiritual growth? Yes, my dear. I have a, a, many things that I will uh, love to address, like that, you know, as Christians, you know, when I got born again, we back in Zimbabwe, we used to go out. That's how I even met my husband, you know. We used to go out and we would witness, and it was a joy, you know, to win souls to Christ. Mm. Don't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That same thing here in the U.S. sometimes is very hard, but we still do it. God gives us wisdom because the separation of church and state, hey, you cannot go to the mall and witness. I don't know how it is like in Australia, but those things, for you to grow spiritually and you are able to share the word of God. And also, it's not just I should know the scriptures. What has God done for you? Mm-hmm. Or even at your workplace where you are, you can be a witness. That's why the Bible says you are the light, you are the salt. So people in your workplace, they will start asking you what is different when by your lifestyle, by the way you behave, by the way you act, when they gossip, you are not part of it. They will start seeing that light in you. So when I'm saying witness, we are witnesses. We're supposed to be witnesses of Christ. Because in John chapter 4, that Samaritan woman, you know, she, she didn't go and tell. She went and told the whole city. She just told them about what Jesus had done for her. Mm. I met a man. Come and see. So us as Christians, mm. our duty, you know, is to go out and tell. Tell about Christ. Tell about what what He has done uh, for you. Maybe He healed you, and someone at work is sick, mm. and then you can tell them. Oh, you can try. I remember one day, you know, in my workplace, I work in a big university here, mm. and there was this professor used to come and say, "Oh, my daughter is sick. She has cancer. My daughter is sick. She has cancer." Every time she would come, and one of the things I do regularly, I, I ask the Lord. Holy Spirit, why is this woman uh, always coming and asking, telling me about her daughter? And then the prompting inside of me was asking that she wants you to pray for her, mm-hmm. to pray for the daughter. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, I thought she was going to say, ah, no, I don't want this, this because she was kind of different from me. When people are in need, they need God. They need mm-hmm. any help they can get. So I told her about prayer. I told her that, you know, we can pray and believe God. Why can't you try Jesus? And then she called me to, to, to go to her house and we prayed for her daughter. And to God be the glory. Amen. The daughter was healed. Amen. And you know what happened? Mm. That woman went and told her pastor that I found a woman and this woman in my workplace 
and she prayed for my daughter and I took my daughter to the hospital to the doctors back to the and she's now cancer free. Mm. Do you know what happened? Mm. It started rolling. That pastor now invited me to mm. his church to now come in. That woman uh, told the pastor and then the pastor said, I want the woman to come mm. to the church and pray for others. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we are quiet about what Christ, we are witnesses. He says, go and tell. The Lord has done so many things. So part of developing is to developing the art of witnessing okay. and so winning okay. because it pleases the Father. Because we should not be ashamed of this gospel of Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. In my workplace, where I work, they know, they don't really say it because my husband was a pastor before I, I did. He's a reverend wife. We can't behave like this. Mm. Even in the community, people start behaving right. We can't be doing this. It's, that should be a, a testimony to the people mm. about, you know, that Christ is real. Mm. And when people experience things like that, that are practical, that are real, and they can see uh, what God is doing, then you can go and tell. Like right now, one of the things that God is doing in my life that I'm also telling others, you know, in America, school is very expensive, my dear. Okay. My university where I go is 60000 a year. Wow. You know, mm. and I have two kids that will be in college next year, mm-hmm. which means I have to be paying 120000 US dollars a year. Mm. And I say, God, I work for you. You said you shall supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. Mm-hmm. Right now, my daughter is being offered scholarships. Wow. She has to choose. Do I go to this one? Not that. That is God providing. Amen. Amen. You see, when we work for God, and when you actually see God moving, <laughs> it is a testimony that I'm also sharing with other Christian women. You can believe God. You can pray about these things and then go and tell others about what God is doing. Amen. So, how do we go spiritually? Develop the habit of reading and studying the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And when you study, when you study, you know, I, I could take that whole topic as a teaching on, your, on its own, mm-hmm. on how do I do my quiet time and study the Word. Mm. It's a whole teaching on its own. Mm-hmm. And then develop a life of prayer be part of a fellowship group like the Pressure Storm that you have there. Become part, get involved. Mm. Don't don't just sit in the desk and watch others do the work. Become part of it. Be in a in a group where you can serve. Become part of the discussions. Listen to the podcast and really open your your spirit to God and say, I want to grow up. I want to become better. Because you know what, uh, Grace, I am still growing. Amen. That's encouraging. And, and I learn. I learn from everyone. You know, even my kids teach me things. Be aware of the teaching. Because I, I tell people that what is called the school of the Holy Spirit, in this school, 
we don't graduate. <laughs> what do I mean? The mm. Holy Spirit is always teaching us with things around us, Amen. with the, the people around us. Mm-hmm. So be aware and be sensitive of, 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 you know, who God is bringing in your life. Amen. Maybe that person could be the key to your next development or your next project, connecting you, networking you. Mm. So um, just being aware of what uh, is around you and what God is doing around you, um, you can really grow spiritually. Wow. Um, and also, you know, one thing that I didn't say uh, was, you know, be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Learn to speak in tongues. In the book of Jude, verse 20 says, develop your faith praying in tongues. We are not ashamed of praying in tongues. Mm. Pray in tongues. You are developing your faith. You are developing yourself spiritually. Amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Latina Jerenyama. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on this channel and platform with us. Amen. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Most welcome. So, to our listeners, um, recordings like this, just simply subscribe to this podcast or you can join us on our WhatsApp teaching group. And also announcing that in 2020, we'll be having a Facebook Live group, which will allow us to connect with you even better. So we look forward to connecting with you as we release the value and potential of the women and girls through the power and wisdom of Jesus Christ. Once again, thank you for joining us and see you next time. Be blessed.